We got some young superstar QBs in the future. We got more questions in the NFL, especially coming out of Miami. And yes, the Dallas Cowboys did Dallas Cowboy things and losing the first round of the playoffs. Let's get into it. We're going to start with takeaways from this past weekend. So the Houston Texans go better go pray to the Lords or thank the heavens because they hit on their coach, quarterback, defensive end, cornerback, and every other position on this Houston defense, Houston team. And okay, the Chiefs defense may just be strong enough to bring them to a Super Bowl and not have to rely on the mediocre Patrick Mahomes offense. Then on Sunday, once again, the Dallas Cowboys get all the fans who whooped up for a Super Bowl appearance and yet fail once again in Jerry's world. And 30 plus years of hurt no more in Detroit as the Lions get it together in the second half and send Matthew Stafford back to LA with some bruises and dis and distaste for the Detroit Lions fans. Hey, let's go golf. Then on Monday, the Bills fans rock on as they push through all the snow and beat Pittsburgh at home and go to and host Kansas City this time around. And Baker reminds us that he was drafted number one overall and he's a franchise quarterback and puts a name and puts a mark in Philadelphia as they send them home packing. That was what happened overall, like in a grand scheme of things. But let's jump into some interesting topics that came out of the weekend. And we're going to start off with the Packers, the great future that they have and as a contender all the praise to Matt LaFleur brought Jordan Love and killing him in the media from saying like he's not the guy almost pretty much to Jordan Love playing one of the best games in his career from Vegas going up against Vegas and losing to the Raiders to Saturday is an incredible oh sorry Sunday is an incredible 360 180 of a career of a career and of a of a in-season transformation. Played the best game he could ever play. Perfect pass rating. Comfortable. Never looked like he was uh, in danger at all from a pressure perspective. Anything. The offensive line did a great job. Then then the the Cowboy killer of them all, Aaron Jones, rolls them, rolls the Cowboys 500 yards all-purpose in four games against the Cowboys in his career. That is the Worst that I've seen the Cowboys play pretty much all season. And they won and they lost some big games and they even come close on some big games. Uh, now, what kind of shot do we have against the 49ers? And the truth is, it's a low shot. But remember, this, also, this shot was also the same shot we gave them against the Cowboys. So we can't count this team out. Do we really think the 49ers are going to go and blow them out and have their kind of performance absolutely not this Packers team is not the Cowboys it's not the subpar defenses no hell even if they lose who cares the Packers aren't even supposed to be here they are having an ice cream sundae of a season they just put some whipped cream by beating the Cowboys and if they can put a cherry on top by beating the 49ers oh my god but even playing close with the 49ers that's an improvement of a season and great way to go into next season so the future is what I'm looking at because Coaching is staying because no one's getting, Matt LaFleur is not going anywhere. The quarterback's staying as long as you can get a deal done. Though pretty much the O-line is young. The receivers are young. The tight ends are young. Everybody's sticking with there. 
So I don't really care what happens on Saturday. I care what happens on Sunday of next season because that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking to see if they can go toe-to-toe with really the Lions because the Bears don't know what they're doing at quarterback at this very moment. The Vikings don't know what they're doing at quarterback at this very moment. So the Lions are your biggest competition. You have a shot, Green Bay, to not only upset again against the 49ers, you have a chance to upset the NFL by beating the 49ers. And I give you good chances against Detroit or Tampa, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. we got to make it past San Francisco. And San Francisco is no, big, no uh, slim joe. They are, they are the best team in the league for a reason, offense and defense. But remember this. Who would you take after seeing Jordan Love's performance? Would you take Jordan Love against uh, Brock Purdy? Who would you take in that final drive if it came down to it? The 49ers in Santa Clara. Would you take Jordan Love? Or would you take Brock Purdy, who has shown that he is not your quarterback that put, you put the ball in their hand? Kyle Shan's offense is great. It can make anybody great, though. Brock Purdy is not great. That's a thing we might have to consider. Because I think this game in San Francisco, in Santa Clara on Saturday, is going to come down to a, a few points. This is not going to be no seven-point dog. Green Bay will not be a seven-point dog again. I don't actually know what the spread is, but we'll see. That's something to watch out for. And stick with that game. Let's talk about what's next for Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys have, been, have lost games, but I've never seen the Dallas Cowboys lose the, this type of way. Every front they lost, their defense they lost, especially and their offense. There was no like silver lining for Dallas Cowboys. And the number one offense, the top five defense, lose to the young, inexperienced Packers that no one gave a shot to. I know I said everything about Green Bay, but let's look at what we thought this game was going to look like. We thought Dallas had a sh- Dallas had, Dallas had an easy win. It started before the game even started. This this collapse of Dallas. C.D. Lamb and the, the way Dow and the way Dak was throwing the ball, the ball, the inconsistency that had started play one. The, the Packers were just better. They came in and they were just not even they wanted to win. They were the better team. I don't care about number one offense. I don't care about top five defense. It doesn't matter until you get to the dance, and the dance will show you who is good and who was bad. And the truth is, the Dallas Cowboys are a bad team. They had stars that overachieve in the regular season and then collapse in the, reg- in the, in the postseason. Mike McCarthy has to be held accountable for this. Like I said, it wasn't the offense. It wasn't the defense's fault. It wasn't the special team's fault. It was everything. And as a CEO of a coach, Mike McCarthy, who now is calling plays, but is still a CEO kind of coach, he takes a lot of criticism for this. So, and Dak, all pro, second team, MVP candidate, maybe, I don't know what, they, what they're going to end up with. And you lose to the kid that was supposed to be the one that under it, that was going to like see what happened. Jordan Love, if Dak played Jordan Love's game, if they switched stats, they would have thought Jordan Love did incredible for what, for what, he thought, for what we thought was going to happen. Instead, Jordan Love looked like the better quarterback, the all, better than the all-pro MVP uh, candidate himself, Dak Prescott. As for Dan Quinn, and I know this performance by, the, by uh, Dan Quinn is like a one game, but remember, 
Dan Quinn, this season specifically, not even last season, this season specifically, lose to the 49ers, get a blowout. Eagles get pretty much not great. Lions, you take it down to the wire and you let them score a lot of points. Seattle, you beat them, but you get a lot of, you get a lot of points scored on you. Should we really be considering Dan Quinn as a top head coach candidate in the league after three consistent playoff appearances where his defense isn't the best? Like I said, Seahawks, Eagles, 49ers. They might have beaten the Lions and the Seahawks, but they took those games down the wire and they let the team, let the other opponent score a lot of points. And yes, the game is, it's one game, but the defense isn't good all the time. As people may say, they're Dallas Cowboys either win big or lose dramatically. And that's the only way. Because what happened right now, yeah, the score might be close on paper with Dallas and Green Bay, but the game wasn't close. That, Green Bay took it from the moment they kicked off. It was all Green Bay. So, Dan Quinn... I don't know if you're the be- I don't know if you're a top coach. You probably will get a job, but after this performance, you got to look at it. You lose to you lose to Green Bay drastically. You lose to San Francisco, and yeah, you scored. You let them. You hold them to a pretty considered consist low total, but you lose. And then against San Francisco, Debo ran up and down the field in Dallas last, two seasons ago. So. I don't know if this whole hype about Dan Quinn being like the next great, the, one of the top coaching candidates behind Harbaugh and Vrabel and Belichick if he wants a job. I don't think he is. I think Dallas media hypes him up and Jerry is hyping him up and giving him a lot more clout than he deserves because he's like, oh, he's the successor. He's the successor. Hell, you might just fire Dan Quinn, uh, Mike McCarthy, and Dak Prescott and restart totally because this Cowboys defense, was not like Cowboys defense that was in the regular season. And this Cowboy offense was not the Cowboy offense that was in the regular season. I hate to say this, the Dallas Cowboys are a regular season juggernaut and a playoff failure. Every season. You lose to Green Bay. Let's put this aside. The same, you lose to the 49ers in a game that Dak didn't play well. The defense did all right. And then the... Three seasons ago, Dak makes the biggest play, misses the biggest play, and the clock runs out on you. And Dan Quinn and Michael Parsons has no show in that game. Michael Parsons, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, he never shows up in playoff moments. And how, as a defensive coordinator, does your best player not show up on the stat sheet? Not show up in okay stat sheet. Yeah, he showed up on it. One one QB hit, and I think it was two solo ta- two tackles, one solo, one 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 combined. So. How does that happen? Jerome Bland is a 50-50 person. So is Trayvon Diggs, and Trayvon wasn't even playing. Stephon Gilmore got beat by the kids in, in Green Bay. So I don't think Dan Quinn should be a head coach, a real head coach consideration. I don't think uh, Mike McCarthy is all that cracked out to be. I think the Dallas media and the Dallas Cowboys star gives everybody this much belief that they're going to win. But overall, do I think... Should Mike, Dak, and Quinn be gone? Let's be real. Unless you're getting a top 10 quarterback, which is not coming out of the... Well, we don't know if it's coming out of the draft. And you're not going to trade for one because no one's going to trade you one. You might as well just stick with what you have. Because 
<laughs> like at this point, you might as well just hope in the reg that you you get you win your regular season, you become your juggernaut as yourself, and then you hope that somebody makes a blunder in the playoffs and you skirt through. Because this is the worst performance Dallas Cowboys have had in three seasons of playoffs. That's it. Um, let's talk about not disappointment more. Let's say more questions. Let me drink some water. I'm a little hyped up right now. What happened in Kansas City? Well, the weather affected Miami's offense and their QB because the kid that went from Ohio, oh, Hawaii, Hawaii, Alabama, Miami to the freezing cold Kansas City temperatures could not handle it. It's just not in him. He didn't look confident. Mike didn't look confident in him. They didn't run. They didn't dump it off. They didn't throw it downfield. They didn't do anything really that made Tua in the Miami Dolphins one of the top offenses this league and that almost got Tyreek to 2,000 yards. That wasn't on display. And the biggest question isn't the defense that was missing five starters. It was the offense because I think Mike McDaniel is a brilliant coach, has built an offense that can like the Shanahan offense works with any quarterback because you run the game, you run the ball through the run game and you just dump off and do and do long passes when it's given to you. And that's what Miami did this whole season and they didn't do that in the end of the season. I thought that if they were having a shot to win this game, dump offs and run game was their best bet. They went away from the run game and they didn't let two throw it downfield or throw it in the slant. That was just what happened. The fact is this game wasn't out of reach. So in a score perspective, but in a realistic perspective, Kansas City just had missed opportunities that they just didn't uh, connect on. So now, as it is for Miami and Tua, the future, what is it? Because if he can't play comeback football and struggle, and he struggles in the elements, how is his future going to look any better in the AFC? Let's look at the division winners, per se, because this is who you would go to, and you lost to Kansas City in the weather. So Buffalo won the division, cold temperatures. Kansas City, cold temperatures. Baltimore, rainy cold temperatures. Houston won, but they are just in a dome. So CJ Stroud aside from this conversation. I don't know if you can replicate what you did this season and be a top seed. Hell, you weren't even a top seed this time. You went on the road because you fell apart at the later part of the season. So if you can't play in the playoff environment with cold temperatures, are we going to say the same two over and over again in the playoffs? Because if that's the case, Miami might as well just move on now. So his contract, if they're all expecting average at this point, is $35, $40 million per year for five years. When you know what your quarterback's deficiency is in, and it's the weather, and you want to win a Super Bowl, unless you're going to have the number one seed every year, you're going on the road somewhere, and most likely it's going to be a cold environment. So... How do we expect that two is going to improve in the cold? He's still playing Miami half of his games. So he'll have maybe, let's say, four road games that are in a cold environment later in the year. So Miami, I guess, ride it out for one more year. But the reality is they might, it might be time to look at a late-round draft pick, late-round quarterback in this draft class because someone's going to drop, but also... You might have to get on the carousel and look at what's out there in the offseason because now the only question for Miami is, okay, regular season, great. You can be another top-flying offense when you have eight home games and you play in warmer environments because it's early October and November. But in the postseason, if you're on the road, 
what are you going to look like? Because if you look like the same way you looked at Kansas City and you don't trust Tua and Tua can't even run the, can't even do the off, do what he does best, that's not your quarterback for the future. You're still the little brother to Buffalo. And until we get the Tua answer next season, you're in limbo at this moment. I don't care what you do in the regular season. I don't like people thought that they were doing so well before Philadelphia that they were going to go and win, like go undefeated. Go to Philadelphia. This is pre Philadelphia now. 10 and 0. Cold environment, elements, all of it came up short. So, don't care what you do in the regular season. What are you going to do in the playoffs? And not at home. Because even if you win at home, I don't care. I want to see what two can do in the weather. That's it. And hey, not every game is going to look like it was at Kansas City. So that's, a, that's, that's even a better thing to do. Because if, if it's going to look like in Buffalo, where the wind was a factor, but it wasn't a big factor, if you're going to play a game like that, I want to see that kind of two and that kind of environment. Okay, you could say, yes, two didn't look good because nobody looked good. Mahomes didn't look good. Travis didn't look good. Nobody looked good. But if your coach doesn't trust you to do what you do best, that's a problem. Uh, let's talk about a team that was in the Dome and was uh, a team that we kind of wrote off. So from we shouldn't be writing off the Detroit Lions. We should be writing them in because the offensive power that they can go toe-to-toe with Seattle, Detroit, uh, sorry, Seattle, uh, Los Angeles, Dallas, they go and they've gone toe to toe with people, and yeah, they've lost some games, but they are really good. And the fact is that Dan Campbell said in the halftime press conference when he was going back into the third quarter that they need to stop the offense of the Rams, and they did exactly that. So, if that offense that was in the first half can continue through the whole game and that defense can make the tackles when needed, this team has a shot a really good shot of beat Tampa Bay and a shot of going to, I guess, Santa Clara or hosting Green Bay. And for a city, that has a stadium home field home field advantage. Detroit is that stadium. I think we forgot about how loyal Detroit fans were because we hadn't seen them in so long. But that place was rocking the whole time. So the Lions have home field advantage, high flying offense, and a defense that yeah they're bad in the secondary. But if they can shore that up, and I think they will shore that up against Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay is not Detroit and they don't have Matthew Stafford. I love Baker Mayfield. But Baker Mayfield is not Matthew Stafford, and he doesn't have. Let's just build it down. He's not Matthew Stafford. So, as long as that back seven can stay, hang hang in strong with the offense doing what they do, because they'll do that against uh, Tampa. The difference between the reason why Tampa looks so good is because Philly couldn't wrap up. Detroit will wrap up their tackles, and they'll play sound football because Dan Campbell. He might not be a genius. He might not be an offensive guru. No, he might not be that. But he's tough, fundamental football. And that's what Detroit's going to need to win this game. So, I'm not predicting anything. I'm just saying that Detroit is a real team and we cannot write them off just yet. But that is it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure to drop a comment in the below about what you thought about Wildcard Weekend. If you got something to say about Divisional Round, let's hear it. And if you just want to talk, let me know. Uh, yeah, but like, comment, subscribe, and I will see you guys in the next time.